Hello, my name is Kip Cohn, and I have with me Dave Rank. Dave is our pastor of local outreach, which means, among other things, that he works with our care commission to meet needs within the church and with our local ministry partners to meet needs in the community. <clears throat> All of that means that you have been crazy busy for the past six weeks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> That's good. Hey, I want to remind you that our theme for this whole year is engage. And we have been talking about engaging our neighbors and engaging our world. Last Sunday, we talked about engaging our world. We discussed that global and eternal conversation about the greatness of who Jesus is. That conversation is going to all the nations. But we reminded ourselves at the end that this global mission of the church begins with our neighbors. That is so important. Dave, why is that such an important thing that we love our neighbors as ourselves, that, that we try to be the best kind of neighbors? Well, a couple of reasons come to mind. One, we're all called to love each other because Jesus first loved us. And um, one way to thank him is to love our neighbors as herself uh, because of the love that he demonstrated by going all the way to the cross uh, to die for us. And so we can copy him in that kind of love when we love our neighbor as he loved us. I love the way you said that, that it's a way of just saying thank you to Jesus because of how he loved us. Uh, another way that comes to mind is uh, that Jesus told us about the great commands. The first one being, and the greatest one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus said all the commandments in the Bible flow out of those two commandments. Even the Apostle Paul said all the commandments that have to deal with relating to people can be summed up in one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that really elevates that command right to the top, doesn't it? Well, that it? does it, but Jesus kept elevating it. He said, uh, in order to love me with your offerings and your sacrifices, first go to your neighbor and make things right. Then come to me with your acts of worship, with uh, praises and with offerings and sacrifices. Hmm. So really, um, to love your neighbor as yourself is an act of worship that pleases God. Oh, it is. And often around here in the WL family, we say it this way. Worship is a way of life. It's not just an event. It's an actual way of life. And it brings joy. Oh, it brings joy. That's another reason. Yeah. And it's fulfilling and it's energizing and uh, it uh, brings joy, not just to the one that's doing the serving, but it brings joy to God's heart when he sees us do that. And it reminds me of devotions that I had this past year when it stated, you know, when life gives you disappointments, just remember within that word disappointment is the word appointment. So turn your disappointments into new appointments. And last summer, as we're packing a large U-Haul truck to go to Momentum Youth Conference that I helped to plan, we needed some more workers. So I called my friend Eric, who leads the homeless shelter here in town, and he asks the residents that stay there not only to serve inside the shelter, but out in the community. So three of them came to help. And as I took them back to the shelter after we were done, I really thanked them. But it'll never uh, leave my mind what one of the young ladies said. She said, no, no, thank you. It's been about a year since I helped someone and it felt so good. Mm. And I thought, do you realize I'm taking you back to a homeless shelter? Mm. Wow, that's an awesome story. It really does feel good to help others. 
Wow, so you've given us a number of really important motivations, good reasons to love your neighbor as yourself, to be the best kind of neighbor. But that brings up a question in my mind, and that is, who is my neighbor? In fact, I think someone asked Jesus that question. Well, he did. It's called the Good Samaritan parable. <laughs> hey, I know that one. <laughs> That's one thing I like about Christ's parables is these stories are so memorable. And um, that story in brief is about a man, a Jewish man, going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And along the way, he gets mugged. He gets jumped by a bunch of robbers and they beat him up and they steal his clothes and take his money and they leave him half dead on the side of the road. And then along came a priest and then a Levite. They didn't want to have anything to do with this guy. They went to the other side of the road. But then a Samaritan came along. And the Samaritans were a group of people that were not liked by the Jews. They were always the bad guys in the Jewish stories. But Jesus is going to take it and turn it around and make him into the good guy. Because this Samaritan saw the man on the side of the road and had compassion. He had mercy. He had pity on this man. And so he washed the wounds and he bound them. He put him on his own donkey, took him to a hotel, and, and paid whatever it cost to stay there until he was better. I mean, that was incredible generosity. But Dave, what's that story about? What's the point? Well, it started with what you said, the question. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered it. He said, anyone that comes across your path who has a need, that you meet that need, even if they don't look like each of us. Wow. So what you're saying is that our neighbor is anyone who has a need that we can meet. If that's the case, then we have a lot of neighbors right now. Oh, we have a lot of neighbors and opportunities. In fact, Jesus continued with that parable, started with the question, uh, given to him, who's my neighbor? But he kind of turned it around by the end of the parable and asked them a question of the three men that walked by the man laying alongside of the road. Who was the best neighbor? Who's the best kind of neighbor of those three? Hmm. Wow, that's an incredible thing. So that's a real challenge to us to even ask ourselves, am I being a neighbor? Am I being the best kind of neighbor? But what does that look like? What, what does it mean to be the best kind of neighbor? I think we look in our own context, our own neighborhood, with our coworkers, other connections we have in relationships, and we look for ways to demonstrate God's love in tangible ways that give people hope. Yeah. Don't you think people are looking for hope today? That's right. Hope is a good word. It's a necessary word. And I think that's really at the essence of being the best kind of neighbor is to give hope in real tangible, concrete ways. And I just want to say thank you to you as a church family because you are doing that. So we're going to take a look at several examples of how that's taking place. It's individuals. It's the church family. It's uh, the church in conjunction with other organizations and people in the community. As a whole community of believers, we can together be the best kind of neighbors. So we're going to take a look at some of these different things, and you're going to show up <laughs> in a couple of these videos looking a little bit like someone we're all familiar with, Mr. Rogers. Okay. But that's just uh, to help remind us that we want to be the best kind of neighbors. Let's take a look. Hi, I'm here with Ann Sweet, and she's from our church, and she has a great passion and compassion for making masks. I'd like her to tell a little bit about that. 
Okay. Uh, it's not just a passion for making masks, it's a passion for people. I'm very interested in doing what I can while I'm here on this earth to help others. I get up each morning and know that God has something for me to do that day, and I better not waste that day. And Anne just amazes me every time I see her how well connected she is in the community. You see the sheriff's car behind us. That's because we just gave them a supply of masks. Tell just a few, maybe four or five other places, Anne, that we distributed some masks. We started with uh, Cardinal Center. We delivered 600 masks there. Uh, the nursing homes, Grace Village, Timbercrest in North Manchester. Uh, but then we started thinking about who was supporting us through this crisis and thought of the grocery stores, the police department, the street department, the fire department. Those are all places that we have delivered masks. We have an ongoing project with the city of Warsaw to deliver masks to the public and those can be picked up at the fire station. So we need some more people to step in because some machines are breaking down. Or some ladies just need a break. So you might know a neighbor, a coworker, uh, that would be willing to make some masks. And we have kits available at the church that they can come by to pick those up. But I want to say how much we appreciate Anne and her heart for the Lord and her love for our neighbors in our community. And we would say she's a WL hero. What's life like these days at Grace Village? Well, it's pretty calm. Uh, we're all anxious to get busy again. We had, uh, we had bags of groceries, which was really a nice uh, thing. And then at Easter, they got the Easter baskets. Oh, wow. And then I got phone calls from some la ladies of the church, and they, they keep uh, visiting. And when they're able, they come to see us. And then... Uh, some of them gave us little loaves of bread. Really? And yeah, so we've had a lot of really nice things. Well, I've, I've learned more to lean on the Lord. He's really been good to me. So we are very happy to be here, and I want to thank you all for the gifts that you give us, the candy, the mints, the cards, the expression has all meant so very, very much to us. But uh, I got to thinking, Winona Lake has always been a church that cares. And uh, they still are. They're a church that cares. And I want you to know that we thank you so much for your kindness to us. And we heard a knock on the door. And I went to the door. And there was this lovely lady. And she had an Easter basket. <laughs> and she held it out toward me. And I thought, an Easter basket for us? I've never had an Easter basket right. given to me right. since I was very small. But anyway, what a lovely thing for you to have done. Be still and know that I am God. Those are some of the greatest words in Scripture, but hard. It's hard sometimes to just be still, sit back and say, God, you do what you know is right. I'm going to stay faithful to you. You do what you know is right. So I encourage you today to just be still and wait on God and uh, don't, don't be frustrated. Uh, don't try to outguess God, 
but trust him completely. Hey, we're here with Sarah Kittle outside the entrance to the KCH building at the employee entrance. And Sarah, tell us, what is your role here? So, I am the registered dietitian, so I see all the inpatients here, um, and then I help out in the kitchen whenever I need to be. Yeah, and Sarah's life group came up with a way to bless her co-workers. Tell us the idea that you came up with to bless your co-workers. Um, so Our hospital employees have gone so many changes in the past month or so, and it's just been wearing down on our hospital staff, and um, I can see it wearing down on our kitchen staff, and so I kind of had the idea in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something special and just didn't know how to do it, um, and I asked for prayers from our life group, and what turned into prayers turned into a whole meal being blessed cookies and a big poster which is still up uh, hanging up for everyone to see when they walk in um, so I just turned into a really really cool thing and it really helped having a caterer in your life group <laughs> make the meal didn't it yes. yeah but like you said others participated and made the cookies and made the card delivered yeah. it here tell, tell us a little bit of some of the reactions of your co-workers oh well I didn't tell any of them before it happened besides my boss so we could coordinate the plan um, but they were all so surprised. Uh, I had a few of the ladies come down and uh, grab the food with us. And uh, they were like, where are we going? Why do I need to go outside? It's snowing out. And um, so they came out and I was like, guys, we have lunch. And so um, they were so surprised and excited. And then I came in and I was telling everyone, hey, we have lunch for you guys. Like, what do you mean you have lunch? And I was like, well, my church and my life group, like." realize how hard you're working and uh, we wanted to bless you with a meal and just everyone could not stop talking about how thankful they were and could not stop talking about how good the food was um, so they were all super appreciative well, way to go sarah and your life group for showcasing god's love to the ones that you work with hey guys uh, my name is sean bianchini and this is my wife carrie um, and i own sean anigans uh, and we have been blessed by WL to be able to use the hub uh, during this quarantine time. Um, we're using it to do prep for our meals. Uh, so we've been delivering meals on Saturdays, uh, but as well we've been doing a community meal deal where different churches and organizations all over Northern Indiana have hired us to uh, provide meals to the community. Um, so we've been able to hand those out. Uh, we did 75 up in Angola. We're getting ready to do 150 down in Mogensport. Um, and then we've also been able to do some stuff here in our own community where we took meals into KCH. Uh, this morning we're doing breakfast for the youth as they hand out mulch. Um, and it's just been a really great opportunity. So we really appreciate being able to use the hub uh, and just the support and relationship that we have with WL um, and the opportunity to just be great neighbors. Hello, church family. Dave Rank asked me to share a little bit about uh, what we and some others at the church have been doing here um, in these past few weeks. 
Um, we've been focusing on those in need during the crisis, people who are out of work, elderly, single parents, um, and we've been doing grocery days, delivering uh, maybe to a dozen people or as many as 30 people one day. Um, and we've gotten a lot of help from the church and friends of ours. Uh, Sean Bianchini has helped uh, catering hot meals and we've gotten connected with Becky Wilson and did um, some, some runs to the mobile home park. Um, gotten a lot of help from restaurants who can bulk order meat and produce and uh, had some friends at local groceries that have helped us out as well. So um, one of the great things in the process is in checking with my neighbors to see how they're doing. Um, I've been able to meet seven different neighbors and have learned all their names, which has been great. Um, this has just been a great way to be a part of what God's doing. Hi, Winona Lake Grace Brethren Church. This is uh, Dave Hoffert, Superintendent with Warsaw Community Schools. And I wanted to reach out to you today just with a, a thank you and a, a short story of the impact that, that your congregation had uh, on some of our employees. Our food service is uh, providing now over 2,300 students meals for the uh, entire week with breakfast and, and lunch um, out of necessity that is coming, making sure that, that kids do not go hungry. You know, as we started out the, the food program, we were providing for roughly about four to 500 students. As that number continued to grow, um, it, it became to a, a place that, that was getting hard to, to manage for our food service staff. In fact, after about two, two and a half weeks into it, um, I, I went over there to help them one of the mornings and I, got, I could tell that they were just discouraged um, for a couple different reasons. One. Uh, the, the magnitude of, of what they were trying to be able to provide our community, knowing what they wanted to do, and then the, the physical nature of actually being able to do it and do that safely uh, was becoming an issue. The, the other part was that a lot of our food service and transportation workers are uh, 65 plus years uh, old. Uh, they also have a number of, of underlying health conditions. Again, what we consider to be that, that at-risk population and, and some of that fear that, that we all feel from time to time was just starting to creep into to what they were doing. Uh, the day that I, I went over there and the day that I felt like they were at kind of a, a low inside of what they were doing was the day that I was also taking over the, the cards that your congregation provided. And you know, you might look at, at the cards and think, you know what, what does a, a thank you note and a gift certificate, how, how does that change an impact and what does that do? Um, but you know, knowing that somebody out there is paying attention to them, knowing that somebody out there is caring about them and just saying, you know what, I see you, I see what you're doing. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for taking a risk for our community. Thank you for taking a risk for our kids. Uh, I have to tell you that it, it came at, at the time that, that again, they were just at the absolute lowest. And, and again, I, I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough. That, that impact um, is just absolutely immense. So Winona Lake Grace Brethren Church, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the impact that you had on our employees because that impact is impacting the kids in our community and the families that, that are the most neediest. So it is greatly appreciated and um, you know what, it, it is something that, that will last with people for a long, long time during this pandemic after this is long over with. Thank you. Wow, those were some great examples of the church being the church outside the walls. And there's a whole nother segment within our WL family 
that are doing the same thing, but they're a little bit hidden because they're in the health industry and what our society today calls the frontliners. And we want to honor them. We want to encourage them. We want to pray for them. So in a moment, you'll see close to 40 people from our church family that are serving in this way. Their name will be listed and the role that they have in the health industry. And we invite you to pray for them by name, something along the lines of God, please protect them. Please help them not to become weary or faint in well-doing. Be with their family back home and encourage them. Let's do that now.
Dear Lord, thank you for people caring for people. May your grace be evident to all. Please take this plague away. In Jesus' name, amen. Dave, that was just awesome, uh, seeing those healthcare heroes who are really on the front lines yes. of being the best kind of neighbors by giving hope. I wonder how we can really continue in this mentality. I know right now there's a lot of motivation, but how can we persevere in being the best kind of neighbors by giving hope? One of the ways is to tell your story and to listen to other people's stories of actually giving hope. And on our church webpage, right in the middle is a blue tab called Share Your Story. And uh, it even gives you an option if you want to remain anonymous that you can do so. There's another tab there called Being the Best Kind of Neighbor. And it just gives you all kinds of ideas of how you can do that within our church family and in the community. That's great. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who has given so generously to the CARE Fund. That has really helped us meet needs in the community. Uh, even people outside of the church, uh, individuals and organizations have given to the CARE Fund. But you all have been super generous. Thank you very much. And you know what? I think there's going to continue to be a lot of needs because of this. And so we're going to continue to uh, need to be able to uh, help people out. So thank you very much for giving to the CARE Fund. And the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, is really the driving force behind the vision, the courage, the hope to give our neighbors in loving them as ourselves. Absolutely, that's so true. The love of God is the source of all of this. And I also want to remember that conversation that we talked about yeah. last Sunday, the conversation about the greatness of who Jesus is. And that is for our neighbors as well. And we can help people uh, have hope for a day or a week or a year with some of these tangible acts of kindness. And that's awesome. But you know, only Jesus can give hope for eternity. That's right. You know, I think it's so evident in these days that hope doesn't last all that long. Sometimes it's a week long. And, um, but there is hope in one person that lasts forever, and his name is Jesus. He's the same yesterday as he is today that he'll be tomorrow. And he never changes. It's not just hope for this life. It's hope for eternity. And Jesus would love to have a relationship with you. That's being the best kind of neighbor. And he invites you to put your hope and your trust in him. Uh, you don't have to wait until your life is all together to come to him. You come to him first, and then he'll come alongside of you to help your life come together, to honor him. And the thief on the cross, you might remember, said, I believe that you are the Christ. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise, and within hours he was. So I'd like to give you that invitation if you're looking for hope that lasts, it's in Jesus, and to pray this prayer with me. Would you do that? Let's pray. Father, I acknowledge that you're the only one, the only name given among men whereby we can be saved. And I acknowledge, too, that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. I'm a sinner, and I can't be saved on my own. So I trust in your death that was given in my place, and I trust in your resurrection to life again, that you're going to give me eternal life. And I trust that you're going to help me 
to love you more and to love my neighbors. Be part of my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer or you're thinking you have more questions in order to pray that prayer, what can people do, Kip? Yeah, Dave, pretty simple. Just go to our website and there's a blue tab that says Get Help. And you can click on that and there's a form to fill out. And part of that is a prayer request form. And if you just say there, I'd like to be contacted by a pastor, uh, we will just love to get back with you and talk about these things, to, to talk about this conversation about the greatness of who Jesus is. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I want to end by telling you that you are sent to be the best kind of neighbor by, by giving, giving hope. I want to thank you again for joining us today. Before you go, I want to tell you some important information about a couple upcoming events. First of all, this Thursday, May 7th, is the National Day of Prayer. So let's join in praying for revival for our country. I saved a clip, a brief clip for you, from Bill Smith. It's worth listening to. One word I want to say, it was reported to me yesterday that in spite of the turmoil in the world, there are signs of revival in the world. Yes. There are places in the world where people are being saved. Wonderful things are happening. Pastors are motivated. And God is at work in many, many ways in the world. And revival is coming. I love that. But you know, revival won't happen unless we pray for it. So I encourage you to tune in on Thursday evening at 7 o'clock to the local Kosciuszko County Day of Prayer program, which will be broadcast on WIOE 101.1 FM. You can also find it on the Kosciuszko County National Day of Prayer Facebook page and on YouTube. Now we'll send you all that information. Dr. Tiberius Ratza will be the keynote speaker and Dr. Terry White is participating in the prayer time. So let's join together in praying for revival for our country. One last thing, next Sunday is Mother's Day. We want to honor the women in our lives. So you make great plans to do that, but consider this. Next Sunday from 11 o'clock until 12.30, a bunch of us are gonna be here in the Winona Lake Grace Brethren Church parking lot and if you drive through, we'll greet you. There'll be a station where you can get a picture of everybody that's in the car. And then there's also going to be a treat, a coupon to go get something tasty, maybe ice cream for um, those special people to celebrate them on Mother's Day. Also, uh, for everybody who wants to participate, there will be instructions for a WL family scavenger hunt. And that'll be a fun way to get out of the house. Now, this scavenger hunt will be fun, but it will also be educational because uh, we'll be learning about some of the local ministry partners that minister to women in our city. So I encourage you to take that into consideration for your plans. Check out our website, uh, our Facebook page, and be looking for those All Church emails for more information on all these plans to make Mother's Day just a great day. Well, I hope you have a great week as you continue to be the best kind of neighbors.